Hello and welcome to another edition of the Formula One Fans UK podcast. I'm Reese, and I'm joined today by Danny, Dan, and Tim. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's four of us this week. Of course, there is no Chris, no show Neeson, but we come. <laughs> no, because that's literally what he's going to be on. No shows. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Chris? Chris? Where's Chris? I bet you. 10 British pounds, none of this Irish shit, that Chris is on the sofa asleep with a dog licking his foot. Done. So that is today's caption competition, where is Chris? Where is Chris? Yeah. It's like where's <laughs> Wally, but the Northern Ireland. Is it Northern Ireland? Shot, shots fired. Poor, poor Chris, and I hate to defend himself yet again. Let's just, say, let's just say right now, Chris is more elusive than an original Red Bull IP. <laughs> or a Red Bull side pod or Red Bull Sporting Integrity but we'll get onto that later because um, <laughs> there, we have had a Spanish Grand Prix that was pretty good um, there's no other way of two saying it two in a it. row <laughs> two in a row that have been quite good it's I mean it's fair to say whilst that one was down to strategy this one it appears that these um, these new cars might be working because Spain was more than watchable which is which is unusual i mean there was a lot going on we watched a battle between russell and verstappen for nine laps and there was a lot of i mean no one noticed lewis hamilton creeping up the order because they couldn't take their eyes off of russell versus verstappen um but i think danny wants to say a, a lot about the driver of the season so far yeah oh definitely um let me start off yesterday about yesterday's race. George Russell should have won driver of the day, but Hamilton did make a lot of places. But um, yeah, let me just talk about George Russell real quick. Um, a little bit about his race and record and, and how he seems to be doing this year. New team uh, with Mercedes. Obviously, the, the pressure was on him. The question was, how would he, uh, how would he do against a seven-time world champion like Lewis Hamilton? So... Um, you know, this year, he's been very consistent. He has two podiums, um, one in Australia, uh, then the one he just scored here in Spain. Um, he has, uh, he's the only driver to have a top five result in every race this season, which just highlights his consistency. And um, he currently is ahead of his own teammate, uh, 74 to 46 points. Um, so, yeah, he's having a great, great beginning of the year, um, great start for his Mercedes career. Um, obviously, short term, it doesn't look like Mercedes is a competitive team, but we can definitely expect him to be uh, a front runner as soon as Mercedes gets uh, gets the proper car underneath them. Um, the future is very bright for uh, they might they might now for Russell. Yeah, yeah, they, they had a great result. But Spain is one of Mercedes' power tra- their their best track, probably. Yeah, I did feel that they were gonna if they had porpoising under control i thought they were going to go well this weekend yeah just because it's not a power dominant stra- uh, power dom- power dominant track it's not a miami or a spa or, or something like that where you just know red bull was gonna win yeah monaco next weekend as well so that should be a every, ferrari every, track every chance yeah but every chance with the porpoising problem solved for the mercedes drivers to really be up there yeah, but I but I don't think solving the porpoising problem is the main issue. Yeah, okay, it is a an issue, but they are 
greatly down on horsepower. I think that's like like their power issues. Like they're not they're nowhere near as fast as uh, Red Bull or Ferrari. Like you know, yeah, you could fix the porpoising, but you need another fifty miles an hour. Yeah, but there won't uh, be. Out of it. You... Okay, yeah. M- 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 in Monaco, it's going to be a bit different because you don't really put your foot down, but twice. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think Danny can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe it was Alan Prost who said that the purpose of uh, Grand Prix racing is to win going as slowly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Or for yeah, your car to make it to the end. In Ferrari's case, Monaco, Monaco next. You don't, you don't even need to drive fast to win at Monaco. If you're on pole position, and you can avoid an undercut, you can just drive around, trundle around, save your tires. You might as well just do. You could probably do a one-stop race on soft tires. Ha- Hamilton had to do that 2018 uh, after Lauda's death, where they put they yes. put the medium tires, and he did a. A 56, I forget, over 60 lap stint in medium tires, which were only good for 50. Um, the year before, Ricardo in 2017, he was um, um, engine issues. He was down on power and still ended up in first place over Vettel and, and Lewis. Um, so, yeah, Monaco is a special track where you don't have to have a lot of horsepower. You you know, if, if they have the... Um, be at the right place at the right time sometimes counts in, in Monaco with Charles qualifying last year, even though Ferrari wasn't the fastest car all year. But the thing is, with uh, with Monaco, it, it's been a shit show since 2008, really. 2008, I think, was probably the last good Monaco Grand Prix because ever since then, they made the cars wider and you can't go too wide through pretty much any part of the track. Uh, drive down the middle of the straight, down to Sandoval, and... Oh, you defended the position because no one can get past you, especially this season. These cars are so wide now. Mate, Monaco what are you on about? A, George Russell drives that eight-meter-wide Mercedes. No one exactly. can get past I was going to say, there are times when the track is narrow and the car is wide, and there are times where the track isn't so narrow, but the car is very wide. Whilst we're on the Russell debate, um, I think we'll all be okay with it, but were we all okay with how he defended from Max? There was no issue so with what he did. One or two questions. The only questions came from Red Bull. Yeah, well, the only question that. I had was 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 the one on the exit of turn three, when he did push him. He had more than a track. He had more than a car width of tarmac, but the racing, the white line, there was not a car's width. So I'm sorry. Do, he could have backed you, off. You can squeeze someone there. He yeah. could have backed yeah. off. He could have backed Russell off. Was always backed off. That was that was last season at Monza, but there was no gravel and there was no sausage yeah. curb. So Verstappen. When he refused to back off, even though he didn't have the corner, couldn't just drive into Russell. Yeah, yeah. It, it just shows it shows I, Russell how good he is as a driver. The awareness that he can push Max in that part of the track around turn three and and stay ahead for the next turn. It's it just you know really good. No, I'm sorry. When you're racing a driver that drives like Max, that is completely acceptable. I, I'm sorry. The, the the dude drives like he's got a death wish at the best of times. Um, yeah, that, that's yeah. Let's face it. If that was Verstappen running someone out wide, he would have driven them into France. <laughs> okay, you say a driver who drives like Max, but this season, I think he has been better. It is wheel-to-wheel racing. 
Can you think of any real moments so far this season in all the battles he's had with Leclerc and now Russell that he's really pushed over the limit? I can't. But I think that comes down to the driver that he is racing, i.e. Leclerc and Russell. They're not they're not Lewis. I they're don't, not this a is seven-time the thing. world champion. When, you know, when, when you're it's... racing Lewis, you're racing the team, the organisation, the history. When you're when you're facing Lewis Hamilton, you're facing someone for a drivers' championship who has gone on record as saying that he's not going to give you the space anymore. When you're racing Charles Leclerc, you're racing someone you've got history with in go karting. You look historically I, I don't know. At Verstappen I don't know versus because... you look historically at Verstappen versus Leclerc. Verstappen has been able to lunge on Leclerc and force him out wide. Look at Austria a few years ago, just lunge, force him out wide. Leclerc, nothing to fight back. Max Verstappen has never raced George Russell. George Russell went through the ranks. Max Verstappen jumped to Formula One. George Russell has been racing around at the back. Max Verstappen got a free pass to the front when Danny Kvyat was shit. Well, not even shit, just unlucky. Because Kvyat was... He made one mistake pretty much in one race and then they went, ah, we need to put Max in the car otherwise we'll lose him to Mercedes. And they still lost to Mercedes. So. <laughs> still <laughs> lost to Mercedes, they didn't lose him For to like two or three years. Yeah, I, like I say, there's there's no record of racing between George Russell and Max Verstappen, but he should have known George Russell was not going to take it lying down after how he raced Bottas in Sakir in his one shot at a, a race win. That was brilliant. That, that was the highlight. That's probably the highlight of his career so far. What wiping out Bottas? No, no. Well, no. no. Talk about <laughs> wipe out Bottas. When did he wipe out Bottas? Imola twenty one. Oh, yeah. yeah, he did wipe out Bottas then. Yeah. <laughs> How did you forget that, bro? What? I was thinking of um, Sakir. Oh, nah. uh, yeah. Sakir, yeah, 2020, he... you overtook Bottas out in the in the shortened version of Sakir. Right? Oh, he did, in turn five and six, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, br- yeah very, brilliant. Very, it was br- brilliant. Spe- speaking of Bottas, though, there was a moment where we were hoping that George Russell still could win this race after Verstappen's undercut and all that Bottas had to do was defend through the slowest part of the track where no one gets overtaken and if there's anyone who's going to get overtaken where no one gets overtaken in Formula 1 it's Valtteri Bottas <laughs> yeah um, he was fuming after the race I don't know if anyone's seen his post-race comments um, about he thinks Alfa Romeo got the strategy totally wrong and he genuinely believed he would have been either third or fourth if they had got the strategy that he wanted at the start of the race. Very bold. He thinks he could have... Um, also, that Alfa Romeo was the second fastest car a lot of the time through sector three. And when that happened to Ferrari last year, they went then really fast in Monaco. So I wouldn't count him out of the top three or four finish in Monaco. Top three or four, I think, is optimistic, to be fair. Unless unless a Red Bull or Ferrari crashes or doesn't make it or DRS doesn't work or just, I don't know whatever Leclerc well, issue DRS is. DRS at Monaco is not going to make much difference. Can we can, just quickly on DRS? Can we just say that the most valuable player of that Spanish Grand Prix was Max Verstappen's DRS? <laughs> because first of all, when he had the DRS, he couldn't overtake George Russell, and George Russell defended mm. brilliantly. When he did, ha- and when he didn't have the DRS. It was hilarious because it would yeah. pop up and go straight back down, which was a fantastic <laughs> drinking game. If you wanted yeah. to drink every time that that happened, it was hilarious. If you wanted an even better laugh, 
just listen to him get angry and angry and angry and saying how he, like his team is incompetent and can't and can't get the most basic thing right. That was it's, pretty rough. Uh, it was. I do right. look at these things sometimes and go, if that was my driver, I'd be like, no, I'm gonna fuck off the Ferrari or Mercedes because they don't. Do they don't what, do that there. Do you know what it reminded me of? Well, well, no, they they do, but normally it comes from Helmet or Karen Horner. They normally throw it the opposite way. It doesn't normally go back towards them. But do you know what it reminds me of when he couldn't push his button? Do you know when you play, play the Formula One game and you push the button just before the DRS zone and nothing happens and you, then you forget to push it again <laughs> because you've already passed it? It reminded me of that. I'm like, you're not, they're not in the DR, DRS detection zone, Max. You can't activate it. <laughs> this was the discussion that him and his race engineer had on the radio. Um, is the possibility that on some laps he was hitting the button so many times that it was then registering it as a reclose. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He was. He because was, he was, he was spamming going... the button rather than hitting it once, and that causes it to close again. And he, this is exactly it, because he was saying, oh, well, I have to press it 50 times to get it to work. It's like, no, <laughs> no, Max, you don't. Because they said, just do it when you're on the curb. And when they did it on the curb, it would work. Said, and then he'd just after... press it again. Till, yeah, till and it was it hilarious. Was, it, was, it was wait till the end of the curb, wasn't it? On the yeah. exit. What I do love is Formula One is ridiculously technical, but still, the engineer's solution was: Have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> no, because normally that works. Normally that shit works in the cars, doesn't it? Because it's like a reset of the system. But do you know what it reminded me of? Do you know when your mum tries to use the laptop, right, and it's not loading up quick enough, and she just presses all, all the keys all the time? It reminds me of that. <laughs> Just keep, just, just keep pressing it. For, mo- for then... most people, yeah, I know what you're saying, but for Tim, it's my mum's about to use a laptop. Clear history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's Pornhub, Tim? Oh, it's research, mum. Research. <laughs> Busted Latina, what? I'm learning Spanish, mum. <laughs> I'm learning Spanish. <laughs> Reese, if you really want to open the can of worms, we can do it, but it won't be broadcastable. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Sorry, I smacked my headphone and my hit my um my video disconnected. Yeah. If he if he really wants to if he really wants to um open the can of worms, we can Reese, but um... <laughs> mate, I don't think opening the can of worms is the problem. I think it's your search history. <laughs> This is why I have my own laptop. The family cannot use. <laughs> with a passcode. Oh, Tim's out here with... Stop talking! With, with MI6 face detection and voice analyst, analytic encryption for his laptop. Yeah. Every time he opens his laptop, MI6 probably knock on the front door. <laughs> right. I genuinely have a friend who, when he was 20 or 21, ended up on an MI, on a watch list, like a terrorism watch list, because he made his own gunpowder, and then he started tracking him for all of the ingredients that he bought online. Oh, <laughs> my friend, that now works at Dell, hacked, uh, hacked a police station, well-known big police station, um, and instead of arresting him, they give him a job. So I was like... You got lucky. You got lucky. All right. Um, right. Back to Bottas. Bottas. Um, oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. No, not Bottas. No, not Bottas. Um, 
That, Bottas is probably on your search history, though. <laughs> no, that's did you buy yeah. one of his? Did you buy one of the paintings? <laughs> of course I did. I tr- I tried to, but it, it wouldn't that. ship to the United States. So. Ah, uh, um, so back to Russell. I think that was the original point of Danny's yeah. discussion. Um, he's thirty-five points, thirty-five or thirty-six off the off of um the championship leader Leclerc. No, Max. It's not Leclerc if, anymore. It's Verstappen. Is it Verstappen? It, oh, it's 36 points off Max. If Mercedes get the speed and keep the reliability, do you still consider him as a title contender if they sort it out in the next two or three races? I'll I be, do. Yeah, I do. I'll be honest. I still consider, well, until around 50 laps in to the last Grand Prix, I still considered any of the six drivers for the three big teams title contenders. I don't feel that way about Perez anymore because the fact that you, you do that to a driver in the sixth race of a 22-race calendar when, let, let's face it, what was he? One second. He definitely had the pace to win the race. Perez, Perez was fast enough to win the race. I don't think he would have won the race given how things were playing out. I still think Verstappen at the pace. But my issue is that Sergio Perez is third in the Drivers' Championship. He would have, all right, Verstappen would have lost six points or seven points. Yeah, Verstappen would have lost seven points. He would have been one point behind Charles Leclerc. Perez would have had seven points more. He would have been 12 points behind Leclerc. Going, if, if Red Bull would finish 1-2 with Perez first. It's ridiculous. I mean, I'm... Yeah. Like Tim I'm said, per- yeah. George Russell is, is 36 points behind. Six. Lewis six. Hamilton's probably a bit out of touch now. Six races I mean, in is too early to be doing team order shit. Yeah, it's well, I think... Ridiculous. We, sh- shall we get into this? Because earlier in the weekend, we saw an Aston Martin revealed, which was a very, very close copy of the Red Bull, which led to Red Bull saying all sorts of things, including questioning the sporting integrity of Aston Martin. How dare now, they? Oh, 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 Red... How on, dare they? Tim? Right. Go on, Reese, you do it. No, wait, oh. no. I, I just want to say that their little green drink was amazing on the Red Bull. Oh, yes! Um, <laughs> the I little, love that. The, the green, like, the, um, I don't remember what Red brand Bull it was, green. but the little... Yeah, the, green, the, the green Red Bull was yeah. brilliant. The thing is, will Red Bull questioning sporting integrity of another... T- Red Bull would not know sporting integrity if it jumped up and slapped them in the face. <laughs> Helmet Marco would choke on sporting integrity. Sporting integrity is doing justice to your own team. You don't bin off a driver the way they binned off drivers. You have sporting integrity. You don't start rich hunts about other drivers if you have sporting integrity. But the, the thing is, I couldn't get my head around. I mean, a hundred... Before this, if you cast your mind back before the Spanish Grand Prix, 189 days before yet before that race, Jonathan Wheatley came on the radio and said, "Michael, this is all about letting them race. This is all about letting them race." Now, that one thing, George Russell battling Max Verstappen after Charles Leclerc retired, Red Bull's Twitter admin tweets looks like we've got a fight for the first place oh that's ironic isn't it because as soon as we had another chance for a fight at first place 
you fucking did team orders in race six of a 22 season calendar 22 race that calendar is it, that's it's, it is that as early as as um schumacher barrichello austria schumacher barrichello well this is the thing on may 12th 20 years ago was schumacher barrichello 20 years ago and it's fair to say was it really that long ago 20 years ago (laughs) now this is the thing 20 years have passed i think it's safe to say team orders are still horrendously unpopular in formula one if you go on you i mean let's face it red bull managed to piss off all of mexico yesterday yeah they did to be fair i reckon we could piss off more people than just mexico i think red bull are half-assed it if i'm honest (laughs) We've yeah. already got Northern Ireland. That's a much more important. No, no one opened any suspicious packages for the next month. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, let's face it. What's what is the best import you can get from Northern Ireland? Well, apparently it's not. An... <laughs> All right, we don't need. Well, to say apparently that it's not an admin on a fucking podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> I was going to say. Oh. oh. All, all, all we know at the moment is that an import from Northern Ireland probably has to go through more passport checks than an import from Mexico. Well, that's because an import from Mexico just sneaks under a fence. No. A tunnel. It's a tunnel. Did you find that in your 1,001 Mexico. bad jokes for all occasions? <laughs> did, you, did, you, did, did you pick her up from the other side of the tunnel, Danny? What's that? <laughs> Did you pick her up from the other side of the tunnel? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I have a couple. I have a couple of interesting stories though. But that's for another time. Another podcast, maybe. Podcast. <laughs> no, no, it was um, his house. Just a, I just, I guess, just real quick. I worked at a, a pizzeria a long time ago, um, and um, the pizza owner was like, "Hey, I have a I, my my old cook is here. He's on the phone. He needs to talk to you." So I pick up the phone. I talk to this guy. I'm like, "Hey, uh, where are you at?" Hey, I'm in the border town of somewhere in Texas. I need a ride. I need somebody to come pick me up. I'm a, and I go to the owner and I go, he says he needs somebody to pick him up. Because I, he spoke Spanish. He's like, okay, tell him to wait there. Tell him I'll wire him money. He can go at this hotel. And I can't believe what I, what I did. I, was, I acted like a... You were, you, you were clearly, clearly involved in some misleading... What is that noise? <laughs> is that the immigration alarm what was that noise oh you're oh, having really? a storm you're we you're having a storm we just warning. had a storm we just had a storm no no i don't think there our was storm no warnings warning are needed. quite let's face it we our storms are not quite what danny's storms are <laughs> yeah this is um i don't that's why i kept looking that way i um, um, it, I was seeing okay. trees just sway left and right. It's but but po- it, it, I got to say this: it did mess up my recording because yeah. that alarm went off. My phone, my phone turned off. Um, That's perfectly fine. Wait, I ain't got to deal with it. Yeah, this we week. had it. That's cool. You're still recording, then? Yeah, I'm recording now. Yeah, I I immediately started recording, so I probably lost like maybe five That's seconds. Okay. Wow. So wow. Okay. That's um. I mean, well, well. We- First of all, we just want to give Danny some extra credit here because, I mean, while some people fall asleep before podcasts start, Danny is sitting here working on a podcast 
whilst having to watch a, a storm warning go off. <laughs> a storm warning so severe that his phone has gone off. <laughs> hey, to, to I be mean, fair, credit where credit's due. I mean, to be fair, if you at any point see a twister start to touch down, just just do us a favour. Run. <laughs> run, all right? Because we can't afford to lose you. To be right. Let's be honest. If this was a storm warning in Northern Ireland, Chris would be dead. Because Chris... <laughs> no, not Chris. Chris has ignored no. 50 messages and alarms. He would just sleep through it. He would just sleep through it. This is the thing. He would sleep through the apocalypse, probably. But right. Have we settled on that last well, I think subject? We should... Or do we still need to dive into team orders? We need to dive into team right. orders because we've barely spoken about team orders. Let's face it. So we, as I was saying before, a literal storm warning went off. Um... <laughs> oh, Timmy just messaged me a very crude joke. Um... <laughs> You got it. You got to I say don't know what you edited end. out. No, no. no. I, I, no more to the point. I don't Tim. even want that on record. I'll message you, Danny. Okay. I don't know why you sent a dick pic after it, but <laughs> <laughs> that was only meant to be for your benefit. <laughs> I got a follow up to that. Oh, we have gone oh. so off the rails tonight. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> <That's probably... laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> how do I? I con- it's both of them, by the way. How do we continue? Um, <laughs> all right, I- I've done some serious research here, right, and, and yeah, just. Alright, alright, shall we reset you up for your team order? Yeah. No, let's, ca- let's just carry on. Let's power through. Oh, God. Power through like your mum does with her online shopping after she sees your internet history. <laughs> um. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I belong in hell. <laughs> just gonna say that. I belong in hell. <laughs> right, let's All right. get to the team orders. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's get to team orders. Anyway, um, it's been twenty years since um since what happened in uh in Austria with uh Barrichello pulling over on the last at the last turn to let Schumacher pass. Uh, it's fair to say team orders have not got any more popular. Um. I mean, I know Tim as a Alonso fan is a big fan of team orders. It's the only way he's been able to win a race since two thousand seven. Um, <laughs> or stopping in pit wow. boxes. No, okay, bit harsh. I mean, it's how he's won two of his races since two thousand seven. Twenty ten Germany. There were there were no team orders in Valencia. There were no team orders in Valencia, no. But there were team <laughs> orders when Nelson Piquet Jr. crashed into a wall. Uh, oh wait. But that was a very complicit teammate. That was that. a very complicit teammate, yep. Yeah. Just... That's a ride or die teammate. There more, was complicit, no... more complicit than Checo was. There was no um, there was no Nelson Piquet Jr. after hitting the wall coming on. Well, I'm not happy about this, guys, but we'll speak later. Mm. <laughs> there, there was none of that. Um, but anyway, yeah, Cracks talking of that... Infam- speaking of Alonso winning by team orders, I think we all remember 2010... 
Fernando is faster than you. Um, it co- Ferrari will find a hundred thousand dollars for that. So um, counter to this, uh, in two thousand and ten, team orders were officially banned. They were, but uh, but, but they were still used. They are, but now they are allowed. Well, this is where we go on because team orders were, team orders were also banned in twenty thirteen when multi twenty one came about. Now, I think multi-21 is a big reason of why team orders were allowed, are allowed in Formula 1 today. It's because you just can't police them. Multi-21 sounds like an engine mode to anyone who doesn't think twice about it until you know the backstory of it meant multi-2-1, 2-1, car 2, stay in front of car 1. Um, Where was multi-21? It was in... Malaysia. Uh, oh, Malaysia, Malaysia yeah. yes, it was indeed. Because obviously we then had Mark Webber not bad for a number two driver at Silverstone later that year. Well, let's just let's just remember that. Wait, wasn't that said in? Since the tw- that wasn't said in 2013. That was said something some someplace else. Oh, was it? Tw- was it earlier on in that time? Yeah, I think like 2010. Yeah. Oh. So he played there for four it, years. Like, 2010 was a lot. 2010 was Germany. 2010. It was Fernando was faster than you. I oh, know we're and, talking about um, not bad for a number two driver, Mark Webber. Uh, that? that would have been Britain 2013, would it not? Yeah. I thought it was after the Malaysia thing. Malaysia was 2013, and it was at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, because we we did that. At the, we we did all that. We did all that at the beginning, didn't we? In, in, in yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident it was in the middle of. I'm pretty confident it was. Bloody nowhere with Britain. Australia. It was oh no that was all the way back in two thousand and ten. Mm. Jeez, it, that was oh yeah you're right. So it's four the, the years thing is, earlier. All right, team orders following multi twenty one they became allowed again because you just couldn't police it. But I mean this is where things are a bit different. I mean I found this next example. I found that this is embarrassing for me, and I found it difficult to to stomach knowing that this is how a race was won. But um. Going to the 16th of 21 races in 2018, Lewis Hamilton had a 40-point lead over Sebastian Vettel in the Drivers' Championship. It was just between those two. There was no one else involved, and no one else could really win. But Hamilton was able to take the win after Bottas, who had the fastest lap, pole position, and been the better driver all weekend, was told, move over. Move over. And um, this caused people wanting team orders to be banned again in Formula 1. And I mean, after this weekend, and now it's just, I mean, six races into a 22-race season, it's just ridiculous. I I, I didn't like uh, the outcome of what you said, where Bottas had to pull over for uh, Lewis. Uh, after, I kind of understood after, like we do, after we for our toys out of the pram and rant and rave is like that is Mercedes putting their best chance forward, their best foot forward. I get that. Yeah, it's so a one two from a points, but you're guaranteeing a drivers' championship. Exactly. Well. So from a sporting standpoint, it was shit. From a money standpoint and point standpoint for Mercedes, it was their best their best chance and their best choice. But at what point does Team orders affect our sport and not make it better. Not that it's ever going to make it better, but 
but at what point does it rob us of, you know, who's to say after that uh, Bottas hadn't have got, like, more points, you know, a couple of DNFs by the other drivers and stuff like that, you know, they could have brought him into contention, potentially. Like, the same shit we've, that, 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 that we've had with Checo already, six races in. Who's to say Max say, Carr well, doesn't I've... break down for the next five races and Checo gets all the points? Yeah, it, it was, it's been played with unreliability this season, the Red Bull. So how do you know it's not going to happen to Verstappen? Exactly. For me, I just think the one way you could really, the only one way you could stop team orders is by hitting teams where it hurts. And that's prize money. And I don't mean docking them prize money for using team orders. I mean, your prize money should be awarded at the end of the season. Rather than on your constructor's position, it should be the posi- how high up your in the standings your second driver finishes. So say you finish first and third. Oh, sorry. Say you finish first and fourth in the, in the driver's championship and someone finishes second and third. The team who finished third with their second place with the number two driver should get more money than the team who finishes fourth. Pretty much. Imagine you're team ordering someone all the time and that driver finishes eighth in the championship. You might win the drug constructors. You might win the drivers. But if you're, uh, if you're then getting less money because number two drivers are getting where the prize money's at. I think it's, that's how it should. That's the only way I think you can stop it. Interesting format because, like, just looking at quick history, 2018 Hamilton was first. I think Bottas was fifth in, in the title, um, and um, Mercedes did win the constructors that year. But uh, I, I just don't think it'll be consistent in in handing out who what team is very deserving. We, we also have to count uh, DN, potential DNFs, um, potential um, yeah DNFs um, that the second driver might get that might hinder the, the prize pool yeah um can i go back a bit further uh 1999 eddie irvine was obviously not the number one driver for about half the season schumacher mm. breaks his leg at silverstone irvine lost the championship by two points everyone forgets that he drove hacken and right to the wire Two yeah. points is all that the difference that is, was in that see, season. See, and that's it. Can you imagine if the the garages were given an equal share of the resources, the commitment, and then even the strategy for the first six, seven races of that season? Irvine wins the championship. Yeah, we would have had another British world what champion. What about because, if uh, they cost-capped or prize-capped the, the, the top three or four teams of, like, if you finish first, second, third, or fourth, you get the same prize money. But then they wouldn't be forced to do team orders, would they? Because you no, would be that wouldn't discourage them though, because you would just be like, well, let's win the let's win the thing that gives us the most recognition, which, which is, is by going win the championship. But you're not hurting him financially. I mean, no one would sign up as well to either of these ideas because F1 teams are greedy. It's um. I mean, you just look at the NFL these days with um, what's going on with the Washington, with what's going on with um, the Washington Commanders. There's only one way you can piss off a rich man, and that's by cheating him out of more money. Money, money, money. Um, can we add the can we add the point that we? I think we all agree that Max would still have won that race on pace, regardless of whether yeah. he was let through oh. to attack Bottas Perez or whether. He then let three max later. He would have. But this is what happened. We had 
a record attendance for a Spanish Grand Prix. 278,000 people attended over the weekend. Too much, actually, to be fair, wasn't it? it was, in the end, it was too much for them to handle, wasn't it? With the facilities. It was too much for them to handle with the traffic, but a record number of people attended a race of which they were cheated out of a, an authentic overtake for the lead. Now, you can't really tell that because the Orange Army is busy cheering for as, as Hamilton fans, though, how many times did we sit here and go, well done, Valtteri, you moved out the way when Hamilton's charging through the field? No, because it was always embarrassing. How many times? Spain, Spain last year, Valtteri was being questioned for his commitment to the team for not moving out the way of Lewis by a lot of people. Fuck, fuck, fuck you, Tim. Fuck you of... for bringing up a valid a fucking opinion. Go away. Yeah, this is, this <laughs> is, this is exactly... We we all we all look at this as Mercedes fans, but we've watched Mercedes do well, this no. for five years, six years, seven years. How many long Bottas was there for? Not a Mercedes fan. Just just saying this right now. I like the British drivers. Carlos Sainz, but Carlos Sainz is my favourite. So George Lewis, they're British drivers, so they race for Mercedes. So I like the drivers, but team doesn't really doesn't make a difference to me. They could drive. They could both drive for Aston Martin. They could both drive for That'd be very Sauber. Funny. It would make no difference, but that—that's where my—that's where my loyalty lies to those drivers. <laughs> they couldn't—they couldn't drive for Aston Martin because one of them would be taken up by a stroll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But I just—this is the thing. I mean, there's two things in F1. Team orders have always been a problem. I mean, it's not. I mean, you could go. It was really extreme back at the start when Formula One was starting off. 1951 French Grand Prix. Oh, uh, no, way back. Luigi, Fa- yeah. Luigi Fagelli was asked to pull over and get out his car to give it to Fangio so Fangio could finish the race. But, again, Fangio won the championship by a couple of points and Ferretti was nowhere. So, yeah, that, but, but like it was me. pretty extreme. But, having the car, fuck off. this is the thing. Team orders, I think drivers should be commended for refusing team orders. Daniel Ricciardo, of course, was refusing team orders. Max Verstappen was refusing team orders in Baku 2017, I think it was. 18. Well, you know, where they had their... 18, yeah. Yeah. When they had that infamous crash of where Verstappen decided to move across at the last minute, unsettled. Mate, I tell you what, right? That crash still bothers me. Like, it still triggers me. Like t- to this oh, day. Oh, but you mean the fact that they told Ricardo to rec- apologise for something that wasn't no, it's his the fault? Fact that like, how can the same team members crash on a straight going into a a, a corner? Mm. How, well, because how one driver moves across and unsettled the car and causes an accident. Because uh, he, like he drives like because he drives like a. See you next Tesco's. That's because he drives. Like... <laughs> you were so close to saying it then. Drives like wow. A... Um, but he drives like a dick. Yeah, let's just let's just say dick. Um, Absolutely. But, but going back, as Tim was saying about refusing team orders and Bottas, when he refused to move out the way, it showed some strength. And he, you look historically, at, think I mean, the nineteen eighties was, I mean, with Formula One. If I was alive in the eighties, I would have just absolutely loved it because I mean, I thought the cars looked at their best, and the noise was incredible. The drivers in the 1980s were all rock stars. Now, they're fashion icons. Rather than now, they're fashion icons. They're like they're brand ambassadors. They are 
Twitch celebrities. Please tell me you're about to bring up Villeneuve and Froney. Oh, are we going to go there? there? Is that yeah, where yeah, I am. Go- there, I was going. I was going to. There were two more examples for <laughs> that, though. All right, go on. First then. of all, I mean, let's face it. 1981 Brazilian Grand Prix. Carlos Reutemann refused calls to move over for Alan Jones. Uh, which this was really bizarre, though, because of course at the time Reutemann was ahead in the championship. Hmm. But that was, you know, integrity. Don't move over. Do your job. Be a badass rock star. <laughs> 1982, yeah. Rene Arnoux refused to move for Fran Prost. Don't matter who you are, how big you are, why should you have to move over? And then, of course, as Tim said, Didier Peroni deciding to pass Jules Villeneuve at San Marino Grand Prix. And it led to, um, that led to uh, Villeneuve's death, actually, the next race. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he was so angry, wasn't he? Qualifying session, wasn't it? He didn't follow team orders. Uh, Belgian Grand Prix yeah. qualifying. Because he, he was just... Well, he disobeyed the team and then crashed into the t- person that they were trying to avoid him colliding yeah, with. Yeah, pretty much. Because he was just... He was angry. Let's face it. He was angry and that happened. We... we Well, on the other side of the coin, we've had some good instances of of um, team orders. We have had have some we? good instances. Yeah, um... 2016, Monaco. Nico was in second to Ricardo first, Hamilton in third. Uh, they asked Nico to step to the side and let Hamilton through. He had better pace in the rain, and Hamilton ended up winning that race, even though Rosberg ended up in seventh. Um, uh, so, yeah, that, that I was... I think the- that's different, though, to what happened this week, uh, what, what happened in, in most of these examples, though, because Rosberg wasn't in contention for a win. Carlos Sainz was. Valtteri Bottas was. Legitimately, was Bottas. Villeneuve was. I, I, I don't want to see it. Bottas would have won that race in, in Sochi. There's no escape. Yeah, he yet. would have done. He, he would have won that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 2018, Russia, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Ru- he, Russia 2018. So, with reference to actually yesterday's race, it's I, I didn't actually have a problem with the fact that Max... Well, sorry, that um, Checo was asking me about the way. Where my problem lied is that when Checo was on the fresher rubber and much faster than Max earlier on in the race, yeah, is that Perez then had to sit there and wasn't given the chance to attack Russell earlier on. And this is the point of... I think this is where Checo's frustration, because when he said that's not fair, he's saying that earlier on in the race, he had had the faster car and he wasn't given the chance to actually improve his position from yeah. that. Wait, wait. Because wait. can you imagine if Completely could you imagine if he got past Russell four or five laps earlier, having been allowed to pass Verstappen, maybe he is 10, 15 seconds down the road further, and then it is a decision of right, to actually let Max through, I've got it's to absolute, slow down by a lot absolutely. more. Absolutely. And it it's the first it's the first one that bugs me, not the second one. Him moving out the way at that point in the race is completely right. But this is this is exactly it, though, because Max Verstappen was stuck behind George Russell for nine sec- uh, for nine laps. Yeah. In those nine laps, Sergio Perez gained 15 seconds. Uh, sorry, in the first four laps of that, Sergio Perez gained 15 seconds on the battle. Yeah. He gained 15 seconds in four laps because of those two squabbling. Sergio Perez, on when he was racing Russell at the start of the race, couldn't pass him on matching rubber. That, that, that's fair enough. I mean, Russell drove brilliantly. 
he was a match with Red Bulls on the same age of tyres. Perez needed one lap. Yeah. One lap, one attempt when he was on fresh rubber to get past George Russell. And he was there. If they had let him do that, Perez could have been so far up the line. Mm. Yeah. And then if you go back and, and if Russell defends as hard as he defends for another five laps, like Tim says, Perez is 15, 20 seconds up the road. But this then, but this then brings the debate. Do you think if they had got towards the end of the race and Max is c- catching Checo, would they have let them race if it was five or six laps to go? Would they have nope. still... I still, I still, no, I think so. I still think, I still, I still, I still think they'd have let. I still think they'd have asked Checo to move over. But then I think Checo would have been left. The age of tires, Tim. The ch- the ch- the change. The age of tires. If Verstappen had one lap where he decided to do as he was told and press the DRS button once, yeah, he would have got past Perez on this on the tires because I mean you saw on different rubber he was able to drive past and overtake in a position where you can never possibly overtake yeah. on Bottas but then also you have the fact of once Checo um, made his third pit stop to put him in line with Verstappen he was gaining time lap after lap for the last five six laps didn't didn't yeah, put let, him that's... in a I know Verstappen's probably taking it off the gas by then but Perez got the fastest lap of the race and it was quite a bit faster than Verstappen's fastest well, I'm just going to realise we have been bashing on Verstappen a lot in this podcast, but we have to Normally say he, he, did, it. I mean, he, he deserved to win. Yeah, he did deserve he, he to deserved, win overall. He basically. deserved to win. I mean, let's face it, he got caught out by a gust of wind and recovered well. Same as Sainz, recovered well from, a gust, from the gust of wind. But, I mean, I mean it's, just, it's just very frustrating. and I don't understand how you can look at that and go, yeah, yeah, I won that race and it was all my work and I recovered well and it was on me when your teammate moved out the way. You've just mentioned the other part of Checo's argument as well, which is that Checo didn't make the mistake. Checo didn't yeah, run off. Checo was flawless. Checo, Checo, Checo was flawless on a worse strategy. But he right. won a worse strategy. And the problem is nearly won the. He would have won the. The race. problem is, is they have brought in to Max Verstappen is going to be a multiple world champion, no matter what it takes. It's going to happen, and they are just putting all of their eggs in the Max Verstappen basket it's, just, it's as simple as that and they've shown that six races in Max Verstappen is where they are putting all of their money it's where they're putting all of their effort but but again as as a Lewis fan Dan you saw them do that to Bottas and you didn't complain for six years never it's never that early in a season also like I said they used it the, they they did that once for a race win, I do not, and that was pretty much to I'm seal sure the drivers' championship. They've done it a couple of times. I do yeah. not believe uh, they, that race, Bottas no, they, they have moved him out. They've moved him out the way as what Sergio is. Also, really controversial statement. I know. I do think Sergio Perez is one heck of a driver. I mean, let's face it: the guy was getting second places in a Sauber. Yeah. I also think that Bottas is one hell of a driver. The man was getting the man was getting podiums in a Williams. I'll counter your Sauber with a shit Williams. Also, <laughs> he's getting getting top tens in Alfa Romeo. So that yeah, Williams that Williams was lining up. That Williams was lining up one and two. Tim, don't forget that Williams lined up one and two in Austria. It did. Right, that was a good. But uh, losing Bottas is where it all went wrong for Williams. Twenty fourteen. <laughs> Oh, I see your qualifying was. That's a different story. 
Yeah, no. that's a very controversial story in itself, isn't it? With yeah. the Williams setups and the fuel loads and everything. That's a. I'm pretty sure that's another kettle of fish. I'm pretty sure yeah. whoever hired Latifi, their employment is where it went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, but let's not forget before Latifi, it was Lance Stroll. And and let's not forget that Lance Stroll got two podiums in that Williams. That's true. It's true. That's true. Very true. And <laughs> and that was when Felipe Baby struggled. But then, yeah, but then, Daddy brought in my race team, and it was all okay. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Twenty eighteen, uh, German Grand Prix, uh, Hamilton from fourteenth and then first. Uh, the famous Valtteri James radio call. He told Valtteri. Yeah. Valtteri James hold position. Hold position. Like James, it's Valtteri. James, it's Valtteri. Fuck yourself. James, it's Valtteri. I mean, that's what I mean. That's the call he got in Miami, wasn't it? That's the call Bottas got in Miami when he moved out the way. Mm. He just heard it in his head, and then he slid to the side, and they let both the Mercedes through. (laughs) (laughs) I think this. I mean, there's some people would say that what happened to Perez. I mean, anyone. It's day. It's simple that it's dirty. It was dirty. It was dirty. Dirty. Some would call it daylight robbery. And on the subject of daylight robbery, we'll wrap it up with one final topic. Which uh, Dan, daylight robbery. We are not safe. No one's safe. We're not even safe in Spain. A a a country known for its crime and corruption. Pick a a country known for its crime, corruption, and pickpocketing. (laughs) It's an epic. resort for most eu british people it's three hours away it's you know you expect to deal with a little bit of it but when sebastian vettel's getting robbed maybe just maybe with what's happened recently where we've had vettel robbed in spain the claire was robbed in italy i'm pretty sure hamilton got robbed in brazil um and lando's getting mugged outside wembley are we going to start seeing um, maybe security teams with these drivers now? Because I'm not being funny. As much as I like that little girl that goes around with Lewis Hamilton's and holds his little backpack and his scooter, I don't think she's going to cut Angela it. Cullen. I don't think Angela's going to cut it unless she does some Taekwondo or some Jiu-Jitsu. I don't think she's going to be enough to I assume him. that drivers do have their own... Security. Well, no. This is the thing because Vettel was just driving. Driving. He he was um he stopped for yeah, whatever and they reason. Just reached in he had his window and down. And someone it. reached in and grabbed his bag. Like, oh no! So he went off and pursued them. This is amazing though, because he realised that his AirPods were in the bag and they had an inbuilt. They had tracking inbuilt mm-hmm. to them, so he tracked his AirPods through, through his and phone. chased these people on a scooter. Yeah. He ch- oh, he tracked dear. them using his phone, chased them on a scooter. And he was only thrown off the scent when they uh, the robbed him, realised that the air the like, Oh, shit. And they shit. ditched the air Chuck it. Also. I mean, sounds it, like a movie. Sounds like it should be made into a movie. Also, I'm pretty sure Leclerc and Lando had both the same uh, watches. The They both had their watches no, stolen. No, but it was the same brand of watch as well. Maybe, maybe they're being targeted. Richard Mille? Yeah. Richard Milley? Um, oh, we all know. We all know about Richard Mill, don't we? Um, Fucking Miami. That's one thing I want to say. There was no grid walk this week. Yes. What? But why was there no grid walk? Was there no Brundle? Yeah, but but we. Was he in the commentary? Yeah, he was in the yeah. commentary. Yeah, and 
Yeah. Also, with this new F1 team that we have uh, for Sky Sports F1, I'm pretty sure any of them can do a grid walk because we've seen. Uh, yeah. I mean. Crofty do a bloody grid walk. Johnny and Damon's grid walks were the yeah. best. When you couldn't get Brundle, get Johnny and Damon on on, on do do one. I love it. Was... Jo I love Johnny. And that and that being funny, it like it seemed it, it seemed to me with with no grid walk that I think maybe there was some logistical issues within the Spanish facility that was maybe causing some hassle. Um, two hundred and seventy eight thousand people might be too much for Martin Brundle to get round. Um, <laughs> Or maybe you know it, it was already pre-planned that they weren't going to do line. it. But no, but let, loads of people missed their flights because they couldn't get out because they were making people show their entry passes on the way out. Um, loads of people missed their buses. Loads of people missed like just generally late, but by sometimes about an hour getting out of the track. I've got I've got a friend who. Um... He was um he who's on a cruise and he was at the um he was at the Spanish Grand Prix. I, I assume he made it out. He's not said anything else <laughs> to, to say that he's missed his uh, he's missed his boat back for whatever reason. But like you say, yeah, it was it was concerning that people couldn't get out. But I think what's concerning is like uh, like Dan said, he's given several examples. Drivers do get do get mugged. There was there were also whole teams. Let's face it, in Brazil, whole teams were getting getting mugged. They were getting yeah. um pulled over in their team minivans and, and yes. just yeah, give it to so. them and they'll go away and they'll leave you because I'm pretty sure giving robbers what they want sorts the problem out. It makes them not want to do it again, obviously. We also remember um, Fangio was uh, kidnapped by Cuban rebels back in the 50s. <laughs> and um, he was is held for just, ransom. Is this just how far we can go back? No, but it's just a great topic that you mentioned, you know, crimes against F1 drivers, and Fangio was literally a Wait. political prisoner. Let's, let's Wait, are we, are we, we, we going to bring up Hitler's love for Dick Seaman in a moment? <laughs> if it's F1 related, I'm sure we can tie it in for you. It, it, I mean, it, is, it, it is indeed. Um, so was, no, because Dick Seaman didn't name. make it to Formula 1, did he? No, because he mm. died in 38 at a crash in Spa, but he was Hitler's favourite racing driver, and he was British, and did not drive a Mercedes. <laughs> yep that that is a that this is true tim is not being crude Th this is when you see when there is dick seaman on tim's internet history for once it's not expletive um yeah he um he burned he burned in a pool of magnesium yikes and his, and yeah it wasn't wow. it wasn't great on the front stretch at the old spa coming up to um the source i could think of better ways to go to be fair, yeah, yeah, I <laughs> barbecued. There are better ways to spend but your yeah, weekend. But the, the point Bar of that is favorite dick. racing driver. But anyway, there are better ways to spend your weekend, and with that, we've got a um, a tremendous way that you can spend your weekend coming up. The tenth of July, we are hosting our first race meetup. Whoop, whoop. We'll be at the Hippodrome Casino in London. It's right. right outside Leicester Square Station. I mean, it's right outside. You look at the photo of the Hippodrome Casino, you can see Leicester Square Station next door. So if you live in London, around London, if you like to travel, if you're in the UK for the weekend, come along. We're hoping to get a lot more uh, a lot more going on and hopefully we'll have more news in the coming 
coming weeks about more of the stuff we'll be putting on. Um, and we should point out this is then. for the Hungarian it's not Grand Prix. For the Aust- believe, no. isn't it? Oh, which one is it? We should point out this is for the Austrian <laughs> Grand Prix. Yes. Yes, it is for the Austrian Grand Prix. Well done, Tim. Uh, yeah, uh, we chose the Austrian Grand Prix. Just uh, polling our Facebook group showed it was the more popular one. And so, yeah, you you asked, and we, we delivered. And uh, speaking of things that always deliver, another thing that always delivers is Apex Tracks, who are the show sponsor of the podcast. For all your 3D printed track wall art needs, head to apextracks.com. That's A-P-E-X-T-R-A-X-S dot com. Right. And on that note, Joss... If you make it to the Hippodrome, drinks are on me. Don't be shy. Show your face. You hear that? Come see us. Show your face, Joss. We'd love to see Definitely. you there. Dan is coming all the way from Devon. I am. Many, many hours. Many hours travel. I will exp- I'll, I'll, I'll extend that offer to Luke as well. The founder and creator of Formula One Fantasy Show. <laughs> if we can get, if we can get the, we can get the big boss down oh. to, uh, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, but until until then guys um i think it's been a interesting podcast we've um we've learned about team orders we've learned about the safety of f1 off the track we've learned how great george russell is we've learned about hitler's favorite driver and we've learned too much about tim so and we also learned that chris wouldn't make it never mind Rest in peace, Chris. Where is Chris? <laughs> Love you long time. We also we also learned that Danny has great commitments to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> with with that, everyone, until next time. Enjoy the racing in Monaco, and uh, Danny seek shelter. Cheerio, guys. Uh, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye, guys. All right. Can I just say right? Some of my family fucking listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>